are officially live and my microphone is above my face and I don't know what I'm doing. Oh my goodness. Look, this thing's hanging. I don't even know. I, man, you could tell I'm all out of it today. Let me just go ahead and tighten <laughs> it down a little bit. Man, look, I'm, what, this, what, what? I'm sorry, guys. This is this is what happens when you're trying to do all this while also do everything else that you're doing. And yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. What's up, everybody? As you know, I am Michael Pagano and this is JD. <laughs> it still needs corny? to give me the triggers. No. <laughs> I still need a whop, whop, whop. I think it was corny. What's Whatever. up? Whatever. Yeah, yeah what's, so what's good, my boy? What's, what's good? Up? What's up, man? Hey, it's a, it's Monday, and it feels like a Monday. Normally on Mondays, it doesn't feel like a Monday for me, uh, but today it feels like a Monday. Man, just been running around, had some last-minute stuff come up to go help somebody move, um, but I'm I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm ready to dive into the scriptures. I missed you, missed you, bro. Uh, I enjoy these Mondays and Wednesdays with you. Um, and yeah, what's up, everybody, to our normal viewers? Our normal viewers are here. Uh, so to you guys, what's up? Everybody watching on TikTok, yeah. you can join in on YouTube if you want to be able to see what's on screen, see JD, see the comment section, join in in the conversation, or you can stay on TikTok and, and do your thing over there. That's up to you on that. Um, what's up, brother? Yeah, good and you, bro. It's uh, It's been a, it's been a crazy week we've been yeah thursday we went out and we preached we i went out yesterday and, and i preached a bit uh it was good a lot of people blessed uh god is moving man god is moving like this is definitely like i don't want to sound like <laughs> like cliche yeah, but revival is at hand brother <laughs> it's like people are turning to christ everywhere man and it's, it's it's so good to see so good to see what's up everybody in the chat um as i mentioned last night on my TikTok, um we saw that, that that's everybody this afternoon for you guys this afternoon yeah this afternoon this this afternoon for you guys as i mentioned uh, last night on, on on my TikTok live we saw that everybody that watches the podcast, at least 15% have not subscribed yet, have not subscribed. So subscribe, like, subscribe, and share. Like, there's lots of people like, how can we help? How can we help the ministry? This is the best and biggest way that you can help is by liking and subscribing and sharing it so that YouTube pushes these podcasts out to more and more people. We're getting the, the views are still quite low. So we want to get more and more people um, reading the Bible with us. Um, for those of you who have been watching, I saw a comment there that uh, uh, Carissa just finished Genesis, the, the second reading of Genesis, and she was blessed. So thank God for that. Um, but yeah, tonight we're going to be discussing pick up your cross and self-denial, which is a touchy subject for some i mean don't get me wrong a lot of people follow their own version of this the problem is here's here's how i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, approach tonight's discussion we all know this this command or this guidance or wisdom whatever you want to call it however we all define our cross a little differently and i think sometimes we let what makes us comfortable affect what we look at as our cross um, and I think mm. that's a problem. I think that's a problem because you can meet someone who thinks they've been denying themselves and carrying their cross, mm. but they were very pick and choosy on what that cross is. Um, and they allow other things to be a part of their life still that they're not picking up and carrying, that they're not dealing with. Um, 
So I think that that's an important thing to uh, also address. And just, I mean, at the end of the day, this is an episode really meant for reminding of ourselves conviction. It's meant for that. Like th this is one of those episodes where if you can get through it and, and here, if you're just tuning in right now, you're on Spotify, YouTube, whatever. If you start this episode and finish it and you get to the end thinking like, oh, I'm good. I don't have any areas in my life to improve. You should probably go back and listen again because yeah. you watch. when we talk about this, <laughs> none of us are doing it perfectly. Can we just can we just go ahead and get that all out of the way? Like we're not expecting yeah. you to be perfect. Matter of fact, um, yeah. I, I stole this analogy from someone. Is it stealing, though, if someone just shares you information and you use it? But uh, I've I'll never forget this one that someone said to me once. Um is that Christians oftentimes get really depressed and sad and, and 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 from the comparison game, right? Because we're looking at others and how close they're hitting the bullseye when they're playing this game of life, which is darts. But what we forget to realize is what we're both aiming at is different. And here's what I mean. For an atheist, they can throw a dart at an empty wall and they can draw the target later. Their moral morality, the line of morality is subjective. It can be, depend on what culture says and what they yeah. say. Like, ah, you know, whatever, live in my truth. However, for the Christian, our bullseye is already drawn and the bullseye is Jesus's life. You ain't hitting that. And you're mm. always missing that because our level of expectation and perfection is up here. So for us, we're always coming up this short. So we're like, why, does, why do I look yeah. over here? They have jewelry and they're not stressed because they're not aiming for what you're aiming for. When you aim for greatness, I'll tell you this right now. If you set out to be as good of a football player as Sam Darnold, you have a chance of succeeding in that. But if you set out to be like Tom Brady, you might come up short. But if you've set your expectation to five Super Bowl rings rather than no Super Bowl rings, that's the difference, right? You guys are aiming at Tom Brady times 100, right? I'm not even trying to even say that he's anywhere close to that. So understand that you will come up short. That That's... It's not that it's fine. When people ask me, are you saying that as a Christian, you guys have permission to sin all you want? It's not that we have permission to sin. We have permission to fail. We have permission to fall because God's going to get us back up. So that, that's what I want to start this with, just as a reminder. Also, I want to ask you guys to be praying for my wife's back is really bad today. She, she has a back injury that flares up sometimes. So just ask you all to keep her in your prayers as well as she deals with that. Amen. Amen. And that was a that was a beautiful analogy. And again, with with the Christian, because you mentioned it there, the Christians view the Christian, the, the Christians worldview is always objective. It's always objective where the atheist worldview is always subjective. So we have to remember we have to remember that if we fall into complacency, we will start looking at things in the subjective and, and this is why we've mentioned it so many times when it comes to if you've got to ask the question, like, is it a sin if? Is it a sin when? You you got to know the answer to that question, because if you're asking that question and you're hopping, because we see a lot of this on TikTok where people hop from love to love, love to love, asking the very same question until they get the answer that suits the, the the way they want, you know, it goes the way they want it. That answer, oh, I, I can dig that answer. I'm going to roll with that answer. And <laughs> and ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, that's not biblical truth, man. That's not biblical truth. The, the answer And then we cling to that. the people, well, not we, but, and then people cling to the one that gives the answers they want, not the answers they yeah. need. They, they yeah. love to cling to that one. 
And I, when you said that, something came in my head and made me laugh out loud because the real answer, I actually have the real answer for this. If Unless you're a baby Christian. If you've been a Christian for like five, 10 years, or at least you profess to be one, and you have to ask the question of like, is it a sin to listen to whatever? Here's the real answer. Whether you listen or not, it's really a sin because Paul said whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. So if you choose to not be in the word of God so that you don't know what God wants you to do in your life, then you kind of are in sin at that point because you're in rebellion of him. Like Like here's what people, there's a lot of Christians that are in rebellion of God and don't realize that they're in rebellion of God. Because if you choose not to, like imagine you you move out of your dad's house and you never pick up the phone to call him and you never get to know him anymore and you forget who he's even like. Like, don't come ask your brother who's been living home with dad, hey, I'm coming home for Christmas. Does dad like the ham or the turkey? Which one should I bring? Bro, why don't you just call him? It doesn't matter which one you bring. Call him. Same thing with you guys. Like, yo, pick up the Bible. Me and JD yeah. can't study it for you and be Christians for you. I'm not talking mm-hmm. to all of you, so don't get offended unless the shoe fits. Because at the end of the day, we're just here to walk with you, not carry you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and, and again, with that being said, I mean, there's the, the, just to put emphasis on what Mark's saying, we are here to carry your burdens. And, and, yeah. and, and we, that's, that's, that's not what he's saying. We are here to carry your burdens with you, but we are not here to carry you through your walk. The narrow path yeah. is your narrow path. We can't. Amen piggyback you on the narrow path so again when it comes to burdens and and battles with sin guess what we battle too (laughs) we fighting too every single day is a day of self-denial for us too every day is a day of battling against the flesh for us too and again like like we've said so many times even if we're not reaching anyone out there we are reaching one another and we'd be preaching to one another yeah and and that's that's the difference with edifying and and exhorting your brother in Christ is 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 we can confide in one another and go I feel that because I've battled with that as well and vice versa ultimately we know we are saved by grace through the faith that we have in Christ Jesus and the finished work of the cross that's it and for those of you who didn't catch the the podcast with Mike and and um, voice of reason, um, the Catholic. Please go give that a watch again because that that's that's a very good, um, a very good apologetic tool when it comes to the questions you will be asked about your faith in Christ and what you have to or don't have to do. Again, a lot of people confuse this, and this is why it's a good topic. A lot of people confuse self denial and picking up your cross with works. Anyway, like we've been accused when you say pick up your cross. Oh, you're preaching a workspace gospel. Not at all. Not at all. That's that's not what we're doing. If you go and look at 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 at, and I've just taken a couple of verses: Acts, Philippians, Romans, First Corinthians, Galatians, Colossians, Second Timothy, Titus. We see the Bible. Yeah, the Bible. (laughs) We see the Apostle Paul put so much emphasis on self denial, and this is the ambassador of grace. Yeah, Paul Amen. is the ambassador of grace. He's preaching the gospel of God's grace. And he is he is constantly emphasizing self-denial. If y'all think James talks about works, you ain't never read Paul. Paul talk about good works all the time. But I love that you pointed out. And, and honestly, this kind of 
uh, can roll right into tonight's topic. When you mentioned how we carry each other's burdens, I actually wanted to go back on that, even though it wasn't in my head for tonight's topic, but that's important. Because as we pick up our cross, you see God, hey, I don't know if y'all know this. Maybe I'm about to let y'all in on a little secret. God is a genius. God knows what he's doing. And his order and structure is chef's kiss. Maybe the reason why he calls for our fellowship and congregation is because when you bear each other's burdens, it makes carrying your cross easier. Not because they're carrying the cross for you, but because they're next to you as you do it. And they're walking with you. And when you when you're like, I can't get over this little hump, they come over and they say, I got you. Oh, we got past that. Right. That's what carrying each other's burdens is. And there's like this thin line because I see Christians sometimes that think that how do I want to word this? That forget that their actions are necessary, right? You got the lazy Christians, right? Like, oh, God's just going to give it to me. And I think I've read this on the podcast before where it says, let the one who does not eat, I mean, let the one who does not work, not eat. That's the apostles' mindsets. It's not that, see, people think Christians are called to just give. We're called to give to those in need. If you're not working, you're not in need. I don't care what nobody says. Like if you're not trying, obviously if you can't get a job, but working can imply like the trying, the getting up every day. And this Mm, is the mm, same thing when it comes to the walk as Christians. Like if I got a brother in Christ who doesn't listen to anything we say to him, doesn't try at all, doesn't do anything, bro. I'm not about to carry your burden because your burden is also uh, 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 the portion you're supposed to be carrying. It's about pushing you. Yes, but not dragging you. And I want to remind people, those kind of people in your life, sometimes you're not built for them and they can actually tear your faith down. It might not be meant for you to do that. Those kind of people need a a mentor, like a, like someone who's ready to actually get them up out of there. Um, So it's important when we talk about picking up our cross, that we're aware of who we have in our lives to help us bear the burden of it. Yeah. And I mean, and this is, and that's exactly the same points as, as, as battling sin, and 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 living in sin like a lot of people like want to conf- confuse the two and and jamble them up together there's a huge difference between every day you battling sin and every day you living in it um a lot of people love to love to say they're battling sin but but ultimately they they just living in it they they content in the position they're in um and that's a huge there's a huge difference. There's a huge difference between battling and living in. And, and this is kind of, this is kind of what, what, we, what we're going to go through tonight, again, with what is self-denial in its, in its truest sense. What is self-denial in the truest sense? It's, and before I give it back to Mike, here, here it is. If you put anything, anything in your life as, as a greater consequence or a greater, like if you lord anything in your life over God, you have not yet denied yourself. If there's anything that can in your life over God, you have not come to the fullness of what it means to deny yourself. Period. That's you know, nice. I just thought... <laughs> Just because of what you just said, let me just throw something out there. Because something you said made me think about this. A little off topic. So I just posted a video on TikTok before I went live. And I told you I was going to ask you the question that I asked. Let me ask you guys a question. Again, this is unrelated to this topic. I mean, it's always related to scripture and faith. But let's say JD right here has the same faith as me. Trusts in God the exact same way I trust in God. 
and I, I trust in God. And let's say we came to Jesus at the same time. And we both said, Lord, we, we're not enough. We need you. And we both get saved. We're born again, Holy Spirit and dwelt Christians. Here was my question on my video. If in 10 years we both die, and the only difference is I couldn't beat a, an addiction I had. Let's say it was corn. And I'm not saved at the gates. What's the difference between us, right? Because, you know, the people that say you can lose your salvation say, no, but we don't believe in a works-based gospel. All right, let's put these two in front of each other, standing at the gates of heaven. We both trust Jesus, but he gets in because he finished the race. So he can look at me and be like, mm, pain that you didn't finish that race, bud. He can look at me and say, man, if you would have just stopped doing X, Y, and Z. I don't think people realize this enough. That if you have the audacity to say that you can lose salvation, you are now consequently saying you must earn it. You can't. What mm. cannot be earned cannot therefore be lost. Because if I mm. lost it, you would have to turn around and say, I earned it. You could not say, oh, no, it's a free gift. Well, why don't I have it? Oh, well, because you didn't trust. I do trust Jesus. Well, because you sinned, so I didn't earn it. No matter what people try to say. And, and again, unrelated to the topic, but I just wanted to throw it out there because it's a question I want to ask people that say you can lose your salvation. I want to look them in the eyes and the windows of their soul and say, okay, let's say you and I die tomorrow and I'm not saved and you are, but the only difference between us is my sin. I would love to know why are you saved and I'm not? Because the only difference between me and anyone going to hell will be where we put our trust. I put my trust in Jesus. They put Amen. their trust in something else. Amen. Man. Amen. Amen. Man, that, that is so good. And I, I saw your comment, Mal. And again, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm when, and, and I mentioned this last night again. When we look at Colossians, and we went through Colossians 1 last night, we are created by God for God. This is, the, this, is, this is where it starts. When you realize that nothing that you want and you desire um, is of any relevance to your salvation, to your walk with God, to your sanctification, to you being upright and, and accepted in the presence of God, nothing, nothing. You were created by him and for him. And, and where we fall short is, is, is a completely different situation as to, and when I speak about living in sin, I'm talking mainly about when we look at that marriage covenant, when we look at those commitments we make and those relationships we have. So let's just use me and Mike, for example. Mike and I are, I'm his co-host on his, on, on, on true Christian ministry. I come to the podcast. If I came here every single twice a week and I'm going and I'm with Mike and I'm, 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 I'm speaking about the gospel and then I'm on a, let's say, for example, I'm on a Catholic podcast and I'm affirming Catholicism and what I'm, the? <laughs> I don't like, I don't like it. I don't like <laughs> if I was doing that, I would be double-minded. I would be double-minded and I would yeah, not be a, have be a something all right. You'd be a something. Yeah. And 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 this is this is this is the point we try that I'm trying to make. If you've made if you've made a commitment to Christ, then you have made a commitment to reading his word. If you say you're a follower of Christ Jesus and you spend five minutes a week in the Bible, you're not following Jesus. You're following yourself. You're following yourself. You, you And and ultimately, uh, this is just like adding a dash, a sprinkle of Christ everywhere I go. But ultimately, I'm not really following Christ. I haven't really denied myself. No one who claims to be a follower of Christ 
spends five minutes with him a week. And and here's the, <clears throat> I'm going to come right back to me and Mike. Mike is my brother. I love Mike on air, off air. We can talk about anything off air. And if I've got something that I need to share, who am I going to share it with? I'm going to run to my brother, Mike, and be like, yo, man, I've got some good news. Vice versa. If he's got some good news, he's going to come run it to me. Why? Because we're on this journey together. He's my brother in Christ Jesus. So the same principle with Jesus. If you're a follower of Christ and you, something good happens in your life, who do you give the glory? Who do you give the honor? Do you tap yourself on the back and going, well done me. Look what I've done for being obedient. This is what I get for, for following and walking uprightly. Well done me. No, all the glory goes to God. All the honor goes to God. All the praise goes to God. That's that's what we, what we always come back to. If there's one statement that this show is constantly trying to remind you is that it's all glory to God, all glory to God. What about salvation? All glory to God. What about our walk? All glory to God. What about our relationships? All glory to God. I mean, you can answer all these questions with glory to God. I saw someone ask the question of how much should I read the Bible in a day? I want you to divorce this idea of this checklist, right? I don't know your reading comprehension. You might be the kind of person that could read 20 minutes. It's there. It's you got it. And you're solid. Me, I got to read a little bit. I might have to read it twice, right? Someone might need to read an hour. It's about making him a priority in your life, right? And that doesn't always have to be Bible every day. Although I tell people my suggestion is to set your goal to reading the Bible every day. Now you can do literally, I'm going to read a chapter a day. That's it. And the reason I say that is because, again, we always want to set our standards as high as possible because we are going to come up short. So why set your standards low? Because short of this compared to short of this is still higher. So I set it to daily because if I miss a day, I miss a day. If you set it once a week and you miss a week, well, you missed a week. So I say set that standard daily. But uh, uh, it's not just about reading the word. Because reading the word obviously is a beautiful thing, but there are people that JD and I talk about all the time that they take that too far. And what I mean by that, someone's going to misrepresent that. Um, all they do is read the word with the intention of, I want to know more than others, right? It's a, it goes back to that question, uh, that statement that me and JD have said before. It's not about the what, it's about the why. Are you going into that word to get to know him? Because atheists, there are atheists that read this every day, but their why yeah. is to prove it wrong. There are Christians who read it every day, but their why is to look smarter than others. Remember mm, what Solomon mm, asked mm. for? God gave Solomon wisdom, not because he asked for wisdom, but because the why. He wanted the wisdom so he could properly lead God's people. That's what God wants. He wants your heart. This is why Jesus emphasizes with their lips, they do honor me, but their hearts are far from me. Set your heart mm. on God. That that's mm. there's, there's not a checklist on that. It's like a relationship. How often should I call my husband? I don't know. That's between mm. you and him. That's your relationship. But you should want to call him and tell him you love him, right? That's what we're, that's all we're trying to teach here. Amen. Amen. Let's get Man. into the Bible real quick because we're talking about picking up your cross. And I think we know the main verse or main passage we're going to go ahead and read. Um, Matthew 16, 24. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I should open up my, uh, you know, because we're not, we don't do it on the uh, the Bible reading. I know you missed this a little King Jizames. 
Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to make this a B. So I can make this a B. Boom. There we go. This is this is the Ooh. famous passage, right? Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come with, an, uh, with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. Um, is there something before that that might... So actually, this is kind of interesting here that right before this, you actually have the denial of Jesus. I mean, uh, denial of Peter. So Peter, just a, a little bit prior to this, Peter was, uh, you know, asked, who am I? And he said, you are to Christ. And then a little bit after that, we see him announcing the, the crucifixion for the first time. So yeah. the statement of pick up your cross comes right after the announcing of the cross. So he tells him, and Peter says, I'm not going to let that happen. Look what he says. Far be it from you, Lord. This shall never happen to you. But Jesus understands yeah. that it is necessary that I suffer. It is necessary that I carry this cross so that you may be saved. So he turns to Peter and says, get behind me, Satan. You are in hindrance from, to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of men. Then Jesus yeah. told his disciples, so then he rolls into that. So real quick, uh, as we talk about this, JD, let's have a discussion, I guess, you and me. Um, yeah. We see Jesus here literally announcing, I'm about to carry a cross for you. I love how mm -hmm. Jesus takes what we say and then flip because I believe obviously Peter's statement is what makes him turn to the disciples and say, hey, if y'all are trying to follow me, this is a pathway of punishment, suffering and death. Our glory will come after because I'm going first as your forerunner. And that's where glory's at. Set your minds on spiritual things, not setting your mind on the worldly things. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, I saw a comment, I saw a comment in the, in, uh, from Charles in the chat is picking up your cross of work. Guys, it's an inward work. And yes, yes, what a lot of people don't know. You're not picking up, I'm not showboating. I'm not running down the street going, look at, look at me, look at what I'm doing. Look at what I'm doing for the gospel. Look at me carrying my cross. No, it's not a work. It's an inward thing. This is all part of sanctification. This Baby, is let me, all part let me, of sanctification. Let me add two, two cents to what you're saying, actually. You might agree with me on this. Let me let me see if you agree with me. This is something I'm throwing out there. Yes, it is a work. Not a work of salvation, but a work prepared yes. beforehand. Because think about it this, right? There you go. Christ yeah. carrying his cross was planned before eternity, right? Because he is the lamb slain before eternity passed. And in Ephesians 2, it says what? Mighty works prepared beforehand for you. And what are the mighty works that we will do? We will follow as he did and bear fruit as he did to glorify his father as he did. So, yes, I'm not scared of it because I'm not scared of the word works. I don't care about these Christians who cut your stuff up. Yes, it's a mighty work. Just like he said, and you will yeah. do mightier works than I've done, which is sharing the gospel to this whole world. It is 100% yeah. a work, but it's not. But here's the difference. A saved man will pick up his cross and carry it. An unsaved man can't walk up to a cross and say, I'm going to carry that to heaven. He got to get the Holy Spirit first. Mm. 
You can't Amen, even man. the whole the cross is like Thor's hammer. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't even pick that thing up. Yeah. Amen. I mean, again, and that that's Ephesians 2:10 right there. You know, we have been predestined unto every single good work through the Holy Spirit. And we see, we see, we see, I mean, let, let me just read this one quickly. You know, if you go to if you go to Titus, um you want? If you go to Titus, uh, Titus, Titus 2, Titus 2, 12 and 13, I think really paints the picture or the point we are trying to make. Uh, Titus 2, 13, you know, 12 and 13. <clears throat> you might as well start at 11 and kind of. Yeah. So here we go. He goes and he says, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for who? All people, training us. Again, like Mark just said, you cannot actually physically even do it without the Holy Spirit training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who Amen. gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who oh. are zealous of good works. And zealous real quick, since we're talking about grace and I see my highlights here, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured Ooh. out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being Ooh. justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Just had to alley that real quick because that's a that's a monster right there. But the truth of, of what JD just said is true that we need that that Holy Spirit that washes us clean, that 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 prepares us for salvation. And honestly, what you were just talking about goes hand in hand with um, I might have it pulled up also. Hebrews 12, Hebrews 12, when he talks about preparing us and disciplining yeah. us and guiding us, but we'll get there. Let's go back to Matthew 20, uh, uh, 16, uh, 24, as we kind of look at this, because I think it's beautiful when he says, for whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my oh, sake yeah. will find it. Notice he has that for my sake, right? That, that's the one. Why are you giving these things up, right? Are you giving them up so people Amen. look upon you and say, look at that great Christian? See, Jesus yeah. is so smart to know exactly what words to put mm -hmm. in there mm -hmm. to make it very mm -hmm. clear that it, it's for his sake that we say, Lord, we give it up to you. We give it up for you. We we follow you. Amen. Amen. A lot I of mean, people and, 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 lose their <clears throat> life or, or try to save their life and will lose it. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly it. And I've, I've, I've posed this question to a lot of people. What does it mean, those who look to save? Those who look to save their lives. And again, you can you can take this and you can look at, at multiple analogies and you can pull up the text. You can see the, the Greek definition here, those who look to save their lives. What do we know about the life in the flesh? We know for a fact that the life in the flesh is going to end. It is going to end. You will. It is appointed unto every single man to die and then face the judgment seat of Christ. We, every single one of us will die in the flesh um, unless Jesus Christ comes back beforehand. But yeah, other than that, each and every single one of us will 
perish in the flesh. And yet we have people that rely on their own righteousness, their own good works, rely on the things they do all day, every day, boasting these things, supposing to add minutes or hours to a life that they have no control over. You cannot. We don't know when this life will end. So again, we put emphasis on, we put emphasis on the fact that Every single day is a new opportunity for you to spread the gospel to to. And I'm not saying everybody must find a street corner and, and do what we do. But you have an obligation as a follower of Christ to walk out the gospel, to walk out the gospel. Why? Because you are warning every man. You are exhorting every man. You are showing every man that there is no other way that that life is everlasting but through Christ but through Christ Jesus. Amen. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? And there's so many out here that would rather gain the whole world uh, over oh, yeah. being with the Lord. And that's why I pulled up first John because of what you said. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with it, with its desires. You hold on to the world and you're going to go down with it. If you hold on to the world as it burns, you burn. If you hold on to the world as yeah. it crumbles, you crumble. But God will never crumble. So hold on to him, our rock, our foundation, our refuge, our shield, our savior. Yeah. Amen. And I, I use this analogy. It's like, it's like, I want you guys to picture this. Imagine a cactus and hugging a cactus uh, full of thorns. This is ultimately what it is like holding on to the world. The harder you hold on to the cactus, the more it's going to hurt um, because it's filled with thorns. So you, anyone who clings to the world will know that if you cling to certain passions and desires, the harder you cling on to them, the more they come back to bite you, the more they hurt you. And at some point we have to say, well, draw a line in the sand, you know, and, and we always go to, we, uh, <clears throat> Joshua 24, 15, as he says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What again, we see denial of self, even in the Old Testament prophets, we see this, this, even sometimes, even sometimes they, <laughs> no matter how afflicted or how tired, they know what they're doing is the will of God. And when they speak, they are speaking for God. They are not speaking on their own merit. And notice, and this is, this is something like, wow, that I just wanted to point out. What we don't see of any of the Old Testament prophets is them praying for things. They're not praying for more things. They're not praying for more stuff. They're praying for God's will. They're praying for their nation and they're praying for God to redeem their people. They're praying for God's salvation. They're praying for God's promises to be fulfilled. This is what they were praying for. Nowhere do we see Jeremiah going, yo, uh, Lord, now that I've delivered this message, uh, could I please get a bigger house and a better camel? One that like eats less um, and travels further. You know, we don't see this in any of the Old Testament prophets yet today. We, we're, we're, we're so caught up with 
things, things. stuff, <laughs> you know, it's just like, let's fill our life with more things. And, and there's this, this is the lie of the devil. Like if I only have this, then I'll be able to do that. And if I only have that relationship, then I'll be happy. And if I only get a better wife or a wife, and if I only have kids and you try and fill your life. And, and this is what I see often people are like, uh, praying to get married. Why are you praying to get married? Rather focus on God and God will send the wife that you need or the husband that you need. Spend your time while you are single. This is this is something I wish I did more of. Spend your time while you are single focused on God. Because then when you do get into a marriage and you do find that one, you will be rooted and grounded in the faith. And you will be able to pour exactly what God desires you to pour into your spouse because you have been rooted and grounded in the faith, established in the faith, as the apostle Paul puts it. Amen. Amen. I wanted to, uh, I love that, by the way. I have nothing to add to that. Amen. Um, I wanted to read this passage because I was talking about it before we went live. I don't know how well it goes with this, but I just wanted to read this passage because when you carry your cross, sometimes you need encouragement, right? Um, and, and I think that this is a great encouragement for what we're called to do as Christians and how we can trust him. It says, for what we proclaim is not ourselves because it's not about you and I, right? We can get worried that if we're out here trying to live a life because of us and do it for our image and what we proclaim is us, then it can be tarnished. But it's Jesus Christ, our Lord, with ourselves as your servant for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And this is what I wanted you to hear. This is some encouragement for you. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies for we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus's sake so that the life of Jesus may also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Bam. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. What a, oh, I just love that man. And I mean, he affirms that again and again throughout all of his epistles. That's that's not like a like, like a new writing, you know, <laughs> Paul. I mean, Romans 8, 13, Paul says to us what? For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. I mean, and again, Romans 12, 1, we keep going there. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service, which is your reasonable service. And we, we, we see this um, again and again throughout scripture that what does James say? Reject the devil or resist the devil and he must flee from you. And um, he's talking there again. He's not talking about everyone. And, and we've said this so many times, the devil's not omniscient. He's not omnipotent. He's not everywhere all at once. The devil's not in your house and my house and Mark's house and everyone's house at the same time. It's not how the devil works. Uh, well, he can't because he's not God. 
um, he can't hear your thoughts. Um, so when when he's talking about this, is what are the works of Satan? You know, and we see this. The works of Satan are all the works of the flesh. That's who he is. He's a liar. He came to lie, to kill, to destroy, seeking to devour anything that he can. And 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 we see this through modern day media. We see this through the way America, modern day America, has. Is, if 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 you look at that, especially as a South African, you look at what's happening in the USA and how many countries are like sheep to the USA, South Africa being one of them. Like whatever the USA does, we're going to follow suit. We're going to do that next, you know, and they've stopped. They've stopped looking at what does God say? And they've turned it into what does America say? What is America doing? And the whole world looks at it like, okay, they going that route. And we see the same thing with people choosing teachers and picking for themselves what do we see in first timothy heaping up for themselves teachers that tickle their ears and and this is a big thing we see it all over tiktok people are defending false teachers simply because they like them because they've they've said something that that resounded with them or they gave them a compliment once on a live stream and now they're like oh i'm going to defend this guy it, it, the moment i slip into preaching something that is false I expect my brothers and sisters to correct me. Oh, I'm stitching like, it. I'm tearing you apart in front of <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Fire, I mean, this fire, is, that's that's what we see. That's what we see again and again. Amen. Again Amen. and again. So, right. <laughs> I digress. Moving now, on. <laughs> while you were talking in the beginning, I kept reading because I was just locked into it. And I felt the need to finish it, finish off the end where it says, so we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. I want you guys to hear me every day as you say that I'm struggling in this walk. Yes, that outer self is wasting away. But know that the Lord is renewing you day by day. And then it says for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen but to the things that are unseen for the things that are seen are transient but the things that are unseen are eternal amen focus on that amen 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 um absolutely amen and you know honestly jd a great place to go from that on because we're talking about picking up your cross is Hebrews 12. I don't know what you have. Uh, what, did you want to go anywhere specifically? Uh, Hebrews eleven twenty five. You can actually start there and then start from e Hebrews 11 from verse 25 and you can actually work your way into 12. Yeah. Cool. Look at, did you have eleven twenty five ready? Is that something you wanted to go to? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Okay. Okay. I like that because, so let me give you guys a little brief understanding of what Hebrews 11 is, right? If you're not familiar, it's known as the faith chapter. Now, let me actually, you know what, let's just real quick, because we're not reading all of it. We're starting at 25. So what Hebrews is doing here is we're going to see a long list of all these people throughout history, biblical history, 
and their stories. And the author of Hebrews is basically saying, remember this person and how, how he kept the faith and his faith was strong and therefore God did this and this person had faith and God did this and this person had faith and God did this. And the reason he's building this up is because this is known as a cloud of witnesses, which is what our Bible is. And if you're not really familiar with what it is. It's a cloud of witnesses that God used to ensure that they could bear witness to us through the scriptures, right? Because bearing mm -hmm. witness is a testimony, the new testimony, the old testimony, the testament, the testament, right? This is what, what is being shared, right? It's, it's bearing of witness. And we have many witnesses that have come before us on this same journey. And, it, and we see in the scriptures, God never failed any of them. And why are we reading this? Because the author's letting you know he's not about to start failing today with you. If God ain't never give up on any of them and he kept his word. And if you're following us on Genesis, we already know, well, you're not as far as JD and I are, but Abraham don't deserve nothing. Dude's a liar multiple times. <laughs> like doesn't trust God. Like yeah. he ain't a great dude, but God is faithful. God keeps his word and his promises. And that's what this is about saying God ain't fail none of them. He ain't about to start today with you. So with that, let's let's get into the end of 11 because Betty said start at verse 25. Um, let me see if I can make it a little bit bigger for you guys. All right. Yeah. Choosing rather to be mistreated. Oh, who are we talking about? Moses? Okay. Let me start at verse 23 because yeah. it just makes more uh, – it makes it clearer. By faith, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered Ooh. the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt for he was looking to the reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invincible. By faith, he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch him. Notice here that he's putting the, fo the focus, the Oof. focus on the faith that drove them, not the actions. Man, that's that. Oh, that might be the actual way to word it. Faith wow. is what drives your works. Without the mm. faith, ain't nothing to drive. You can't mm. do the works on your own. So, these works aren't what saved Moses. Moses, it was that he trusted God. So God gave him the instruction on how to save the people. His faith is mm. why he listened. His faith is why he did it. Let's continue. Oh. <laughs> Where's my sound effects bar, bro? It's, that it's is so the, good. If you click on the brand button and go all the way down to sounds, there's one that says DJ Airhorn. But um, <laughs> but here's the thing, though. I want you to – faith for Passover, bro, I got to be honest with you. I know that by then they've obviously seen God move a bunch. But talk about faith. Hey, I'm about to come through and kill all the kids. You just got to put a little blood on your doorstep. Like I probably would have covered it. My whole my whole front of my house would just be sheep blood everywhere. Like I don't want them to miss it. But I mean, that's faith. That's some faith right there. All right, we trust it because the truth is they was trustworthy. They know God ain't gonna do them wrong, and He keeps His word. It says, "By faith the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry land, but the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned." 
By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab, the prostitute, did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had been she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong of out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies in flight, women received back their dead by resurrection, some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life, others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment, they were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword, they went about in skins of sheep and goats destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised since God had provided something better for us that apart from us, they should be not be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Found it. Found it. Found it. Oh my goodness, I'm done. Oh, he found it. You're in trouble, Spotify. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Real quick, though. Can, can, can I say amen? Like, that's a, that's a bars. Paul laid bars down right here. But, I want to just point out one part. I don't know if you heard it in my infliction. I tried to emphasize it so that you all were like, all right, Mike wants me to hear that. If you have not realized yet, I speak non-verbally. That's a non-verbal communication, by the way, your infliction. I know that's kind of weird because it's verbal, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm a communication nerd and, and a major. Um, but it says that we must set aside every weight and sin which clings closely and run with endurance the race set before us. And to some who prove text, JD, they're going to say, oh, well, J JD, JD, my friend that believes in <laughs> faith alone. Uh, you see, he says, run the race. Ah, true. What does he say, though? Looking to your training, looking to your leg muscles, looking to your, your form, looking to your technique, looking to your brother, looking to your sister. No, 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 no. He said, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Boom. What he's really saying is, Jesus already ran the race, big dog. All you got to do is go for the ride. We do go on that race, but we're standing on an escalator that's moving. Jesus built it for you. Like yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. as long as you're on the race course and you look at Jesus, you'll get Amen. there. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know about you, JD. 
But if Jesus was the founder of my faith and the perfecter of it, and the Bible says what he works, no one can turn back, Isaiah 43. Mm, mm, How mm, can I mm. make the faith that Jesus gives me imperfect? How can I imperfect it? So are you guys saying that I'm powerful enough to say, hey, God, watch me turn back what you did? Yeah. yeah, I mean, even even Philippians one six. I mean, what does it say? He who started a good work in you, he will bring it to completion. It, it doesn't say he who started a good work in you now expects you to work your butt off to maintain what he has started within you. This is how some people read the scripture, man. It's it's it's, it's it really is because again, we will never stop preaching OSAS. Um, why? Because it's biblical. <laughs> care less about it. People say, oh well that doctrine only came 500 years ago like well i'm reading a book from 2000 years ago and i'm reading yeah, all man. about it so i don't know what you're talking about um <laughs> maybe the, the statement once saved always saved existed 500 years ago cool if chair just got invented today the word chair you wouldn't have you wouldn't be able to convince me we haven't had chairs our entire existence because if you describe a chair it's a chair like english words are english yeah. words but you know this you know another example though Unrelated to the topic tonight, but because we're here of people that proof text the scriptures. I've had some Catholics that have said to me, this is evidence that the people in heaven, the saints in heaven can see us. Because if you start at, if you start at the beginning of chapter, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Well, in English, this can sound like they're witnessing my life. Biblical language to witness is to give testimony you never will find in the bible witness meaning i saw and and like i'm witnessing it no we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses they are witnesses to god's glory not my life yeah this is not evidence of the saints watching you every day like First of all, does God build uh, spiritual walls around bathrooms so that they don't see? Like, I, don't even start me. Oh, don't start me on that topic. Um, that'd be weird. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I don't want to do that. I'm not trying to get to heaven. And be like, hey, God, instead of staring at you eternally, can I go watch them? I don't want to, yeah. Lord. <laughs> yeah. I want to worship and serve you. Oh man. Amen. We can continue down this though, because I want you to hear this because uh, again, it's about running your race, right? Because running your race is carrying your cross, right? It is. Mm. But that's like we talked about. If you have faith, you can. And this is why I love what he then goes on to say. Do not grow weary, right? Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you forgotten the exhortation uh, that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be wary when reproved by him. For the Lord's discipline, excuse me, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. Sometimes the cross you're carrying is discipline that your father in heaven needs you to go through. And it's going to explain why in a moment. Good night to everybody. Mm. I see we got some people starting to head to bed. So good night, guys. Um, I would stop, but I want you to hear why this discipline is important from our father. It is for discipline 
that you have to endure. Oh, wait a minute. So when we see endurance, endurance in the Bible, we're enduring what makes us better. We're enduring our discipline. Uh, there's a st statement in the Marine Corps, uh, pain is weakness leaving the body. Right. Because yeah, yeah, whenever you yeah. feel pain, it's usually you're getting stronger. Right. Likewise, in healing, there's always pain. If I break a bone, they're going to have to break it and, and do some stuff. And, and if they have to cut and get rid of bacteria, there's always pain in healing. A fever is actually cleansing the body. Right. But you get hot, you get disoriented. You ugh. This race we're called to run is not to salvation. It's from salvation through sanctification. Again. Again. Again, I'm repeat sorry, I'm that again. You break your button. I'm sorry, but the race <laughs> you're called to run is for sanctification because he ran the race for salvation. This is why I said I want to keep reading because, again, if you proof text, well, look, JD and Mike, you fools, it says run the race. Oh, I guess you just can run the race without trying. That race ain't about being saved. Sit down, listen what he says. God is treating you as sons. Wait a minute. Yeah. If I'm his son already, he said, I'll never forsake you or cast you out. Let's keep mm, going. Mm, mm. Or what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline in which all have participated, then you are illegit illegitimate children. Ooh. Hey, I want to be sons. Hold up. I want to be disciplined. Lord, discipline me because I ain't trying to be an illegitimate child. I ain't trying to have a yeah. perfect, comfortable life here. Lord, you're telling me I ain't got nothing to be disciplined? No, nah, I got something to be disciplined for, Lord. Where you at? I'm just saying. I, I want to be disciplined. Then it says, they're illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them. And let's just stop for a minute. When me and JD discipline our yeah. sons, we're trying to make them better people. Yeah. But he disciplines us for our good that we may share his holiness. So they look at what's best to them. Like, this is what I think is best. He knows what's best. And that's what he does, that we may share in his holiness. His holiness is what's set apart. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the founder and perfecter of your faith. With one yeah. sacrifice, he is perfecting for all times those being sanctified. So before you try and say, well, yeah, Mike, if a person fails this road of sanctification, they lose their salvation. No, for what he begins, he finishes. What he starts, no one can turn back. What he gives is irrevocable. And these aren't my yeah. opinions. That was three different scriptures I quoted for you. Therefore, lift your drooping hands. So if anybody here is listening to this and you've been convinced by these, because we're also kind of talking about eternal security and faith alone tonight. If you've been convinced that you need to be relying on um, uh, uh, yourself and your own works and you're stressed and your head is down and you're like, I'm not good enough. Hear these words. They're not Mike's words. Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. 
Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and by it many become defiled. Before you stop and say, wait a minute, that, is that me not reaching grace? No, he's telling you to lift your eyes up so others don't miss the grace of God because you're looking at yourself. Notice where this starts. Lift your hands up strengthen your knees and make straight your path. See that no one misses the grace of God because if someone's convinced you, you better not lose your salvation. You're going to wake up every day worried about me, me, me. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if I can lose my salvation, I need to stop doing this podcast and I need to be focused heavily on my on what I'm doing. Then I need Amen. to be focused heavily on what I'm doing. <clears throat> I can't get to heaven. I don't even need to know. <laughs> That no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau, who sold his birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterward, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. Ooh. It's Many so people, good. Many it's people so will good. deny him. And what does he say in First Timothy, Second Timothy? Mm. You deny him, mm. he denies you. Yeah. It's, 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 and, and then again, what happens? Even when we are not faithful, he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. You know, he I noticed something be. about that verse that, that I'd never seen before. I'd love to hear it. Oh, my bad. Mine it glitched up for a second. I was actually just <laughs> reading this. I was just reading this today. And I mean, we, we know what this says, but it's just the way it read, it just read differently to me for the first time ever. Because a lot of times people see it and they see the, the verse prior, which says, if we deny him, he also denies us. But pay attention to something. JD, who denies him in, in verse 12? If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he, will, he also will deny us. So we it's, we, it's us denying him and him denying us. The next verse says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. himself. So the Bam. question is, who is inside of you? Because in Galatians 2, Paul said, it is no longer I in me. I but Christ Galatians 2.20, so yeah, man. You're right. And when someone tries to say that this verse contradicts the very next one, no, it's making it clear. If you have denied yeah. him, he will deny you. But if it's him in you, he can't deny himself. It's impossible. Amen. So. Amen. I mean, that is just, that is just, and I mean, the, the, I'm just going to read the full verse again. Oh. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, oh. I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I mean, Mark just made a reference to Galatians 2.20 there. Oh, I, I was mean, and again, where you at? <laughs> Galatians 2.20, bro. I mean, and then again, this is, this is, this is, we always go to 2 Timothy. If, if for those of you who don't know, like 2 Timothy chapter 2 is like our mission statement. Mark and I stand on 2 Timothy chapter 2. Um, that's like his favorite passage. Well, it's definitely my favorite passage in the Bible. But, um, you know, 2 Timothy 2.21. If any man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. And, and, and this is why we go to second Timothy chapter two again 
and again and again. And and this is, uh, uh, wow, this has been an awesome episode already. And we just, um, I pray that everybody is as blessed as I have been by this by this episode once again, um, because it was a good reminder um, just for me as well, that, that the battles we face, the struggles we go through every single day, these are also evident tokens. These are these are evidence. This is evidence of our walk with God. If you guys are not battling, um, <laughs> then you're on. Then you then you're somewhere else. But to be in this war, I mean, and this is what we see in Second Timothy. We see this war talk. Second Timothy chapter two. I think it's verse four. He says, "We are soldiers. We are soldiers on the front lines." Um, and no one that wars, no one that wars for God, no soldier, no soldier of God entangles himself with the affairs of this life. So we are not torn up and broken down like Mark has already written in First Corinthians, um, in Second Corinthians chapter four. We are downtrodden, we are persecuted, we are perplexed, but we are not done. We are not done for. So, um, since we're, we have time. I want to I want to go back into Hebrews because here's what I want you guys to understand. Um, tonight's message was not uh, was never meant to be about what you need to do more, right? I, I think it's yeah. actually awesome that we chose pick up your cross because it's more emphasis on what we keep saying. It's about your eyes set on Him. What do we say? Yeah, you can carry that cross if you trust Him. If you th- this was never supposed to be a message like let me tell you how to be a better Christian. Let me tell you what you have to do. It's about putting your eyes on him and i want to take you guys because we kind of dabbled into eternal security and i know jd said he doesn't even remember the last time we talked about it so it's something we always want to bring up because it's so important because i don't think you guys understand the eternal security uh, debate is one of the most important conversations ever because here's the real truth of it do you believe in the finished work of christ or not is it over or is it still continuing because if your salvation is not secured in christ then it's not over all right, and, and there's that's that's contradictory to a lot of things in scripture. And so along with walking in this salvation and 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 putting our faith in someone, depending on how you view eternal security can also depend on how you view the picking up your cross. Because if you think you can lose your salvation, you're scared to drop the cross, you're scared to fall, you're scared that you won't make it to the location where the cross needs to go. But when you when you trust in eternal security. The cross becomes lighter to bear because you understand who's carrying it with you, right? So I wanted to come in here to uh, Hebrews chapter 2 because I really was looking through Hebrews. I'll tell you what was happening, J.D. I was looking through Hebrews because I recognized that we were getting near the end of this episode, and I wanted to show you something I came across earlier that is in the back of my head of something I'd like to actually do a little prep work on and talk about, like a, like a theory yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. And the then show? I, I was over here looking and I'm like, oh, I want to read this right now. So this is this is something that I didn't get. I didn't get to what I was supposed to get to, but I want to read this because it's somewhere in Hebrews. I'm not sure where. But he says, um, now in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside his control. So right there is your salvation within the anything that exists. Because when you say nothing, that's an absolute. And and here's a little, maybe I swear being an apologist in 2023 sometimes is also teaching reading fundamentals. Uh, the Holy Spirit knows how grammar works. The Holy Spirit's not using the word nothing unless he means nothing. 
Just like when it says no one is righteous. It's not saying, well, no one is righteous except Mary was sinless. And, and <laughs> they, he uses absolute terms for absolute purposes. Nothing is outside of his control. At present, we do not yet see everything in subjection to him. Why? Because not everything has come into existence yet. So here goes the writer of the, the, the writer of, of Hebrews is literally laying it out there like God is in control of things that we don't even know exist yet. That's how big his control is. But we see him who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting that he, for whom and by whom all things exist. Again, let's pause there for a minute. Why do we exist? Mm. We exist for Jesus and by Jesus. Well, Mike, are you Ooh. saying that that man doesn't have a choice? No, you have a choice. You have a choice. Who, which, which side of his glory are you going to be a part of? The glory of his grace or the glory of his justice? You have a choice. I'm not saying, again, this is why people call me a Calvinist, because I affirm what scripture says about being everything in God's control, but they, they don't want to hear me say, we have choice. Your choice is, whose team do you want to be on? Because the outcome of both teams is already in stone. That's the crazy thing. It's like, imagine knowing the Super Bowl will end 21-7, God against Satan, and yet people still choose to go on Team Satan, knowing that there's nothing that can change the end outcome of this game. Like, it's mm, already mm, set in stone. Mm. But- Mike, what about free will? You get to pick what jersey you wear. 100% freedom. Don't get mad at me if you make the dumb decision. But you 100% up to you. But let's continue, continue though, because I want you to hear this next part. Everything was made for him and by him. In bringing many sons to glory should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. Wait. So he made... So Jesus is the founder of our salvation. And he made... That salvation, perfect. Boom. And it says, for he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one source. That perfect God again. That is why he is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation. I will sing your praise. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I am the children God has given me. I am the children God has given me. Do you guys not understand? If you are saved, it's because the father gave you to the son saying, I will glorify you in these people. And the son looks back at the father and says, I will glorify you through these people. And you were made for him and by him. And you were made for his glory and his purposes. And the question is, can you undo that? Can you, listening, undo that? I just want to know. Oh, Mike, you sound like this. You sound like that. Really, I'm just reading scripture. Yeah, that's that's so good, man. That is that is just so good. Uh, man, yo, that is just so good. Like, I was so blessed by that right now. And, and, and what a great reminder, man. What a great reminder of the God we serve. Faithful to the last drop, man. Faithful love, to the very, very last drop. I love that the quotes that they go to in this. Literally, though, like I, I love the quotes that go to this. If you go to the quote prior, it says, what is man that you are mindful of him? So it's mm, I don't know, mm, like mm. 
you are the god of the universe and you care about me? But what I really like is after telling you Jesus is the one you trust, Jesus is the one who saves, he then quotes three passages. I will tell of your names to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will sing your praise. Jesus called us, calls us brothers. I will put my trust in him. Trust, faith. If, you, if you've been subscribed to this channel or following me on TikTok, you have no excuse to know that the word faith means trust. You don't get to claim ignorance like some of these people do. So I will put my trust in him is synonymous with I will put my faith in him. And then behold, I and the children God has given me. So we are, oh man, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's, it's, it's mm. about trusting mm. him. Amen. Amen. But and that's right. Where that is the, I'm trying to remember where the verses that I tried to quote to you. Um, oh, here's another spot that has that, that, that. Mm. So good. Hold on. Hold on. Uh -huh. Um, where was I just at? Oh, I was just at somewhere. Never mind. I'm trying to find it. I wrote it. I, I highlighted it. I might Google it real quick because I want to bring this up to you before we get off here in a couple minutes. Um, and remember Hebrews 4.12. I mean, Hebrews has just got so much, so much meat. And and again, like Hebrews is a book not spoken of enough. Oh. Uh, there's a lot of good meat in there, man. It was in Hebrews 12. I, just, I, I somehow missed it. Oh, gosh, there it is. All right. A kingdom that cannot be shaken, right? So if you don't know, I did my you, did you see my I did my 10 minutes of eternal security part one, and then people were like, give us part two. So I did part two. And people said I didn't even have part three planned. I actually had part two planned. And I said, if you guys want part two, ask. But someone was like, part three. So I was like, all right, whatever. And I did a whole nother part <laughs> three. And um, because like honestly, I can read every book. Like, if I wanted to, I can go through eternal salvation security in Genesis through Revelation, like a whole series of it. But this is one of those ones that in this episode, I wanted to point to the firmness of who God is and the rock that he is, the foundation that he is and how scripture, like I, I basically, I don't know if you probably haven't seen it yet, but I, I mentioned in the video, Christians today don't sound like biblical Christians. Christians today are like, what are you doing? Are you doing enough? You're not doing enough. We need to do better. When I read scripture, it's, oh Lord, my God, my shield, I am nothing. I need you. You are my rock. You are my refuge. You are my salvation. You are my, every I need you. That's biblical Christians or biblical believers. Today, believers are like, we need to do better. We need to do more. We need to do best. Yeah. Come on, do yeah. this. So I was talking about that, but then I got here and let me just read this for you. Again, this is, this is unrelated to what we're talking about, but I want you to hear something and I'm going to tell you what I caught. For you have not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire and darkness of gloom and a tempest, and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further messages be spoken to them. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the innumerable angels in the festal gatherings, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enthroned in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. Right? So the reason I went here, I didn't, I didn't actually share this in the video, but this is one of the passages that I was looking at. Like, should I talk about this? And I said, you know what? There's so much in this. If you guys don't know, I try to make it that the scriptures I use in my videos are easily digestible in three minutes to 10 minutes. 
And if it's something that even though it helps me, if I think any other part of the scripture might confuse you, I'll save that for a deeper teaching, right? And as you can see, this is a weighty passage. But right there, it says the spirits of the righteous made perfect. So I was pointing mm. to the fact that God makes our spirit perfect, not you. But then I read this, J.D. And to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks mm. a better word than the blood of Abel. And we were just reading Genesis. And I'm like, Abel's blood cried from the ground. Jesus's blood must have cried from the ground. We know Abel's blood literally cried and God said, I hear his blood. What did God yeah, hear yeah, from Jesus' yeah. blood? So I start thinking like, ooh, wait a minute, right? Because he says, and the mediator of a new covenant and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. And man, wow. I'm just in there like, wait a minute. Over 2,000 people highlighted this. I got questions too. So I was talking about, I wanted to bring that up to you and say, I would mm, like to dive into this and look at that right there a little bit more about that blood speaking, right? The, the speech, because this is, there's only two times in the Bible that I know of, and, and I don't know everything, I haven't read everything, where blood speaks. Well, no, I want to go into the scriptures and see what yeah, God is. If we go back real quick to Genesis 4, when Cain tries to lie, what does God say to him? Uh, he says, he says, Man. where's Cain? What'd you do to him? And he says, am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And yet we see that this other blood speaks louder or, or stronger Ooh, than Man. it. Man. So Testimony. Listen, mm. Abel is the seed of Eve. Who is the promised seed? He's the first, and he is. Oh my! Hold on, hold on, JD. <laughs> he's the first. And God he is the said last in Genesis three, her seed and your seed will have enmity with each other. You will bru He will bruise your heel, but he will, he will uh, you know, crush your head. And then the very first seed of Satan kills the very first seed of Eve. But there is one to come later, the true seed, who will then turn around and be killed by Satan. However, his blood will also scream from the ground, but it will scream victory. Man, I don't know. I'm just going off with it right now. Keep waiting. <laughs> what are your thoughts, man? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? That is thoughts? so Hold good, on. bro. That is so, so, so good. I mean, that, 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 that even, that even dives a bit deeper into, I mean, I think it was Danny who asked me the other day on, on this, on that very question i mean we've just been there and also the the thing about the when we say the blood of jesus christ is alive look at how this verse just confirms that look at how this just confirms that that the blood of christ is alive and screaming like if you are not covered by the blood of the lamb you cannot be saved your sins have not been blotted out you have not been forgiven and this is this is the biggest thing about having faith in christ like that's what we've been talking to picking up your cross and essentially as mike said this wasn't a hey you guys are not doing enough episode this was a yo start focusing on christ episode start fixing your eyes on the cross episode start committing your life to like less of me more of him john 3 30 guys every day it's the easy verse quoted to yourself every single day john 3 30 he must increase i must decrease 
He must increase. I must decrease. It's a daily reminder that we put away the things that we want and we desire. And it's like, what can I, how can I focus on Christ more? And I'm telling you, like, as a living, walking, breathing testimony, the more you focus on Jesus, the more you do things for Christ, not even conscious of the things you are doing for Christ. You are not even conscious of the things you are doing for Christ. It's just, amen. Praise Jesus, man. I found the buttons. That's right. I found the button. That wasn't me, though. That wasn't me, though. That was <laughs> wasn't 100% me. Zadie. Zadie. <laughs> it wasn't me. He it wasn't me, soundboard. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i love you guys that was awesome man what an awesome episode uh with that being said i've got to sign off mark i don't know if you're going on tiktok now if you're going to do the app yeah, party a little bit of time over there and hang out um you know um, I'm, I'm looking forward to tomorrow uh we'll, we'll we'll get on we'll call and then when we get on the call tomorrow we can talk about whatever we need to talk about um in fact i've got a lot of time tomorrow so if you can get on early just hit me up but we'll save our private conversation for private time um, as always, guys, we, we appreciate you tuning in every week. We have the faithful 70 that are, I feel like, are here every week. And I tell you all the time, we can never gain another person and we will ride out with, matter of fact, all of y'all can leave. It could be Ashley and Jenna in here for the forever. And that's it. Only Ashley and Jenna. Guess what? It'd be me, JD, Ashley and Jenna up in here edifying each other uh, because this place, whether it gets big, whether it stays small, whatever it is, it's about just us coming together, smiling, happy diving into the word of God and challenging each other. Um, so Amen. thank you guys. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, the like and all that. It really helps us out as far as more people seeing it because that's what we want. Uh, Melissa, I didn't see your name. I just looked real quick and your name says arrow. So I was just reading. I was reading. Um, <laughs> but uh, I appreciate you guys as always. Uh, JD, what you got for him? I just want to say, I love you all so much. And, and that was a, a blessing. Um, awesome episode and you guys again just focus on christ just keep your keep your eyes fixed on jesus and remember that he has done all things um, and he has won all things the devil's not making a comeback <laughs> this is not 2023 the devil making a comeback no this is going this is jesus christ he wins he has won he the devil is defeated and focus on Christ. Um, again, as Mike said, subscribe and share with as many people as you can so it can push can be pushed out to more people. And then also check out the links in, in the bio. We appreciate all your support um, and everybody that has been involved in the ministry, the Bibles, you name it. Um, you guys have been an absolute blessing. And again, yes, amen. John 3.30, he must increase, I must decrease. I love you all. Grace and peace. And I will see you on Thursday. As always, go in peace.